This is Marketing Jam, a show featuring the brightest minds in marketing. Brought to you by Canada Post. Head to canadapost.ca forward slash insight podcast for ideas to add value to your marketing. Thanks everyone for joining us on Marketing Jam. I'm really excited because we have a hometown hero. Uh, Brian is right from our backyard. So right here in Vancouver, uh, Brian is Skyping in, which is awesome. And he is joining us for uh, today. So Brian, we start sessions by sharing where your origin story came from. Much like every great superhero like Spider-Man, Superman has an origin story. Brian, tell us yours. Yeah, well, I was in a McDonald's drive-thru not far from my office. I was in Carisdale uh, here in Vancouver. I was looking as a way, for a way to pay for college. I actually was one course short of graduation from high school. I talked my way into college, but had to find a way to pay for it. And there I was, McDonald's drive-thru, beautiful pickup truck with plywood side panels built up on the box. And I looked at the truck and I went, ah, there's my idea. Rather than get out there and find a job, I started my own. Within a week, I bought a pickup truck. It was uh, the company was called the Rubbish Boys, which was really just me, but wanted to sound like it was something bigger. Yeah. And off I went to haul junk. I'd drive down alleys, laneways, introduce myself to Brian from the Rubbish Boys, offered to cart away their junk for a fee, and that basic business model funded my college education. But ironically, I was learning much more about business, running a business, yeah. more than studying in school, and made the bold decision to drop out. And I say bold decision because my father is a liver transplant surgeon, someone who really puts high value on education. And then there's me saying, hey, dad, your oldest son is leaving school to become a full-time junk man. He thought I was nuts, but I don't know, a decade or so later, he certainly hopped on the bandwagon and said, you know what, good work, Brian, I'm proud of you. That's really good. And, and tell me about that moment when, when your dad came to you. Was it like, were you together physically? Did he call you? What, what was that moment like when he said, I'm proud of you, Brian? Yeah, we were actually at, so this would have been about five or six years ago, I was at the Entrepreneur of the Year Awards. Mm -hmm. I was a finalist. Mm -hmm. There were about seven or eight of us. And my father showed up, and I was wearing a tux, as all the finalists were. And my dad shows up in a tux. And I'm like, Dad, you're not up for an award. And he's like, well, you are. And he was proud. So he's sitting beside mm -hmm. me. I get up. I find out that I win my category as Entrepreneur of the Year. Mm -hmm. And my dad just looks over and kind of nudges me and says, yeah. Proud of you, Brian. You know, it, it mm. took it took a long time for him to to say that, mm. uh, but you know, he again values education, and I think it, it. I think he he realized that he had a son who was learning, but just in a different way. Okay. You want to be a doctor like my dad? Clearly, you've got to go to university and do years yep. of it. You want to be an entrepreneur? I don't think you really learn in college or university. You get out there and you figure it out on the streets. You learn. You make mistakes. I wrote a book recently called WTF, Willing to Fail, which really memoirs all the mistakes that I made as an entrepreneur and all the great learning I had. You can't grow as an entrepreneur and be successful without a, uh, a mandatory ingredient, which is failure. So I, I meet and we interview a lot of entrepreneurs and, and brands on this show, and not many of them are willing to share their failures or their mistakes. What was the motivation to actually go there to an area that can be very vulnerable and, and transparent. Yeah, I think vulnerability is something that people are getting a little more accustomed to. They're realizing that it it takes guts. You got to be bold to own up and admit a failure. But by admitting a failure and saying, "Hey, this is what I learned," that's powerful. 
Hmm. By writing a book about my failures, by talking about my failures, it allows me to constantly reflect on all of the gifts that I've received along the way because I see failure as a gift. In 1994, five years into my business, I had 11 employees. We were about a half a million in revenue, and I made a tough decision. I brought all my employees in. They say one bad apple spoils a whole bunch. Mm -hmm. I probably had nine bad apples, mm -hmm. and I brought them in and said, guys, I'm sorry, I'm firing the entire company, and I let 11 people go. Now, they weren't the clean-cut, friendly, happy customer service professionals that I had envisioned for my brand to get to the next level. But it was the right thing for me because I wasn't having fun in my business. Mm -hmm. And so what a gift to learn that lesson because today we, we talk about this company is all about people, finding the right people and treating them right. And we are very slow to hire, very quick to fire if we've got the wrong people. Mm -hmm. And that stuck with us. You've got a company of great people. Keep it great by getting the wrong ones out and don't let the wrong ones in. Mm -hmm. So you made a, a pretty courageous decision and, and even just you were very courageous in writing that book, I, I have to say. Um, when you look for courage, when you look for something to fill you up to be courageous, where do you go? What's your source of inspiration or, or you know, what's your, where's your well, Brian? Yeah, I've got a great support network of family and friends, but when I make a mistake, if I've got a problem, I'll pick up the phone and try and call someone who I know has solved that mm -hmm. same problem. So it could be Greg Clark, who was the founder of College Pro Painters. Yep. And I remember I was on the edge of losing my business. I had made a massive mistake recruiting the wrong COO. And I got on the phone and I called Greg. And he said, oh, yeah, I've done what you've done. I've been there. I've been through it. Here's what I did to fix it. And he yep. took time out of his busy schedule to coach me through it, take wow. several phone calls. So failure requires courage to get out of it. But why not take shortcuts? Why not reach out to people who have made the mistakes mm. you've just made? Right. History repeats itself. I mean, yep. I hope I don't repeat all my mistakes, but I know the mistakes I've made, others have made, and yep. they've learned from. I not learn from those people so I don't have to make the same hard mistakes the, the hard way. Yeah. And now, are you on the opposite? Are you getting those calls now from young entrepreneurs calling and asking for advice? 100%. I mean, I talk to people weekly. I yeah. love to, when I'm in my car, use my drive time to be efficient. And yeah. if I can help people out, I'll take calls and call people back and try and coach them through some of the same learnings um, or mistakes that, that they're making that I've already fixed. And often they'll make new mistakes that I've never encountered, but I can yeah. tell them where to turn, someone else to talk to, or I get to learn from some of the mistakes they made. Cool. So, Brian, I need to ask, are you an Android or an iPhone guy? What's an Android? Oh, it, it, <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm just kidding. Yeah, no, I'm an iPhone guy for sure. Okay. I, okay. Uh, Apple is a brand that I admire. Okay. I think they've done a great job with usability, so I'm an iPhone okay. guy. And do you have apps that you use on the daily, both on a personal and professional uh, basis? Yeah, I, you know, I go through different cycles where I use some apps more than others, but uh, of course, my, um, you know, one of my favorites is Instagram. I love. Okay. I, I don't love social media, but I love the simplicity of Instagram mm. and that it's all visual and I don't have to read anything. Yeah. I certainly, I've got an app called Strive, which is mm. a daily checklist that I use to make nice. sure that you know, what are my key success factors in a day and how do I make sure that I stick to them? Mm -hmm. So it's a, a nice little checklist to say, hey, you did seven of your 10 mm. key things today. Um, right now I'm using a sleep tracker, yeah. uh, sleep cycle. 
And I love that you just put it beside your bed and it tells you how much sleep you get and the quality of your sleep. So that's been kind of fun. And then uh, just about all my notes are digital. I, I rarely write things down, which I know there's good reasons to be creative and use paper, pen to paper. But I usually use my, my notes app as a yeah. place to keep and search for useful thoughts, ideas, and to-do lists. Okay. So speaking of Instagram, that's actually where you and I first connected was I reached out over, I, I slid into your DMs, and, and which was great, and you responded right away, which I thought was really great. And, and nice. years ago, uh, 1-800-GOT-JUNK, one of the franchises in Vancouver, had an Instagram account where they would post random junk they found, and if you messaged, or like you commented below, you could win that junk. It was, it was they, they stopped it eventually, because I can probably imagine it got weird, because some people were like, why are you giving away my old clock, but it was one of the coolest Instagram accounts I followed for a while, was one of your oh, franchises. Yeah. Yeah, I think that was Richard Bender, our Vancouver franchise owner, okay. and you yeah. know, hey, you get some weird stuff, why not, why not give it away? I mean, I'm a big fan of giving stuff away. Somebody gave me a basketball signed by Magic Johnson recently at a conference I was at and I spoke at, yeah. and they gave this to me, and I was like, I couldn't read the signature, I didn't know who it was yeah. from, I posted it on Instagram and said, does anyone know who this is? Yeah. And I got a whole bunch of people back saying it was Magic Johnson. I said, okay, well, I'm not a big basketball guy. I'd love to yeah. give it away to someone who's a big fan. And it's amazing the engagement you can get on, on Instagram just from a, a simple basketball. Yeah. It's actually how I first heard about 1-800-GOT-JUNK. Someone tagged me in a picture because I was looking for an old clock, uh, one of those grandfather right. clocks, and someone tagged me in it because it was guy found it in the junk. And, that, and, I found, and then I've since hired your company a couple times to, to remove some junk from my yard. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks for that. Glad you're a customer, no. not just uh, an interviewer. Yeah. <laughs> no, for sure. Um, and from the position you stand, like I, I feel like you've seen trends. Like you've seen, you know, pre big time internet. Like you've been on radio. You've done. You've done it. Done the the world of marketing. What are some of the trends you're seeing right now in the position you're in when it comes to marketing, in general? Like, are you seeing more people going to radio? Or are you seeing people going more print? Like, what are you seeing from your vantage point? Yeah, I'm definitely seeing that people are spending more time on podcasts than they are radio. People are out going for a walk, a jog, whatever it is, and they put in their AirPods and yeah. pull up a podcast. I mean, I'm starting to do it myself because I can yeah. pick and choose exactly what I want to listen to. I'm uh, attempting to learn Italian right now, so you know, I'm listening to some Italian podcasts. Yeah. And so I find that uh, definitely that seems to be beating out radio. I think radio is a, a means for an older generation mm -hmm. that I don't know the stats on it and whether or not it's dying. I hope it's not because we spend uh, millions of dollars a year on mm -hmm. radio advertising. Yeah. I also think there's a trend, you know, not necessarily marketing, but from a customer service trend, people want connection. We talked about mm -hmm. Instagram and you can't really connect over Instagram. You know, you can meet people, you can DM someone, you can look at their cool photos and stalk their life. But I think people want face-to-face -face connection even more. I think people are hungry for it. And I think from a customer service standpoint, I think people are getting away from just doing everything digitally. You order on Amazon, and I love Amazon Prime, but when their deliverers come to the door, they knock on the door, they often don't even say they're from Amazon, they just give you a package, they're not uniformed, their van isn't logoed. Mm -hmm. And so I think there's this level of, in customer experience, how do we become more personalized? Mm. How do we have one-to-one -one marketing and connections with people in a, in a bigger way? And that's a trend we're trying to take advantage of. Uh, clearly, all of our brands under the O2E brands umbrella, O2E stands for Ordinary to Exceptional. They're all about personal experiences, whether it's going in with Wow and Day Painting, 
painting someone's home or shack shine where we do their windows, gutters, power washing. It's about real, smiley, happy people, people you can trust coming into the home and doing a great job. Wow, that's amazing. Where, where do you go for inspiration, whether it's like books or podcasts that you're listening to these days or, or magazines? What are, what are kind of some of the sources you go to for, for ideas? Yeah, I'm loving certain podcasts. Again, if I'm focused on business, I love Guy Raz. His yeah. podcast, How I Built This, which we happen yeah. to have been on, which was awesome. I would have renamed our episode How We Built This because it's really a bunch of great people working hard together to build something special. But he, he picks such fantastic entrepreneurs. He was in town recently for the TED conference, which I was at. Uh, great source of inspiration. 145, it, it was, yeah. different speakers. But I got to go for a nice jog on the seawall with Guy Raz in the morning, one morning before TED. And I just love his stories. He's a passionate storyteller who's interviewed over 200 founders. And, uh, and that's fun. And then inspirational places. I happen to live uh, about six or seven blocks away from a forest. And I love just going into the forest and walking, yep. thinking, connecting hmm. uh, with nature. I find some of my best ideas either come in the shower or they come in the, yep. the forest. I love to find those moments of inspiration. Hmm. That's really cool. And, and it's great you're in Vancouver with the, we're not only the host of TED, but we also have a lot of forests. Host of TED, a lot of forests, a lot of water, a lot of mountains. Uh, love to ski. So Whistler, I'm you know a huge Whistler fan and mm -hmm. lucky enough to have a, a place up there that we go mm -hmm. to most weekends and love to ski with the family. Wow. Now, if you had the moment to um, borrow the you know, car that could take people back to the future and go back in time and you could speak to your younger self, what's some advice you'd give a young Brian? Yeah, it's a question I get asked often and it's, uh, it's a simple one. I'd say to the younger Brian, you're going to make mistakes. Take every failure, every mistake, and ask yourself, what's one good thing that will potentially come from that fall, from that fail? And that's, you know, as a, as a kid or as a, you know, as a teenager or as a, someone in my 20s, if I, if I look back to that time, you, know, you have an ego and you don't want to fail. You want everything to be instant. You want to succeed. You want it to be easy. That's not life. That's not the way it works. You know, when we fail and learn from that, that allows us to take the next step and get to a bigger level. You know, a couple of times I've almost bankrupted my business. Plenty of times I've had the wrong hires that I've had to fire. I had the wrong COO um, at one point who had built a company where they had 30,000 employees beneath them. I brought them into my tiny little business and we almost bankrupted the thing. So you make mistakes, but it's all about trusting that those mistakes serve a purpose. They are a gift and figure out what you can learn from it and get better at as a result. So one of the things that I, I really admire about your company and you is that you have embraced public relations and earned media like no other brand I've seen. And, and why don't you explain why or, and, and maybe what has that meant to you and, and what, is, what do you see the role of earned media for other brands going forward? Yeah, I think why not get out there in this storytelling age and clearly we're in the storytelling age. I mean, you're interviewing me, I'm telling stories. Anyone else who's listening to any podcast, it's about stories. The, the news, social media, everything. We are telling more stories than ever through Instagram and Facebook. Why not get out there and take advantage of free press and tell stories? Why not get out there and pick up the phone and call some digital network or some traditional network and say, I got an awesome story idea for you. And pitch them the story and you never know what might happen. We don't win every pitch by any means. 
but the amount of press that you recognize that we get, it's just from getting out there and, and paying attention to what opportunities for stories are there that we can be telling and cold call pitching at these people. And, you know, Guy Raz, for example, from How I Built This, this is one of the biggest podcasts we've ever been on. And that was just from a pitch of calling him three times and saying, we think we'd make a great story or a great episode for you. What do you think? And again, it took three times. Most people would give them up after the first no. We persisted. And what do you think the difference is between someone that, maybe someone that you were hiring or someone on your team that's willing to persist and someone who gives up? What do you think that, what's in there? I think it's someone who's able to, someone who can persist and have the tenacity is someone who understands that when they get a no, it's an opportunity to get closer to a yes. Not necessarily with that person, but you know, here's an example. I, I know we, we had a guy, Tyler, who uh, was our first PR hire, and I talk about him in, in our book, WTF. And Tyler used to pitch, and he'd call up someone and say, I got a story idea for you, and they'd say, no, we're not really interested. And he'd say, well, what would make it a great story? What's yeah. missing? And he'd ask huh. questions. And those answers wouldn't necessarily get him success with that person, yeah. but they'd get him success with the next person or the person after yeah. that. So it's just everything's a journey. And I think that people give up on things way too soon. When we tried to get our 1-800-GOT-JUNK phone number, I had to make 60 phone calls to all sorts of different people to track down how to get this phone number. What if I had given up on phone call number 59? Yeah. You and I wouldn't be talking today. Yeah. The, the other thing I want to ask you about is there's this term called genius, right? And we know it mostly if you're an Apple you know, user and you've been to an Apple store and they have a genius bar. Right? And the sure. history of that term genius comes from, from the genie, right? So it used to be people who were like prophetic and could hear voices and could see things that others couldn't. So there's this quote where it's like, you know, someone who is excellent can hit the bullseye every time, but someone who's a genius hits a target that no one else has ever seen. And, and there's something that I've seen with you where it's like you have this genius piece where you saw something that no one else ever saw. And, and where do you think that comes from? Like, is, you know, is it from the genie? Is it from a spirit? Or, or was it just something that you think you were just, a, you know, dumb luck that you were in the McDonald's drive-thru? Yeah, I don't think it was dumb luck. I mean, I think that we get a little bit of luck for sure in everything we do. But I think, first of all, I think everybody's a genius. Everyone has genius within them. I think we've okay. all got these gifts and it's just recognizing. But you don't necessarily know when the gift becomes clearly apparent you. I mean, you don't know when the genie's necessarily standing in front of you saying, okay, you know, you, you, you've got this. I think, you know, the genius in people is you've got to take time, sometimes years or decades, to figure out what it is. You know, I think some of our genius is attracting people to the brands we're building, providing opportunities to others who want to build something special along with us. I think our power of getting free press our ability to get people excited about a vision and attempt the impossible. Walt Disney said it's kind of fun to do the impossible. And that's something we try and do constantly. So I think that genius is there, that it, it gets uncovered slowly and surely when you spend time focused on it, trying to understand what your strengths are. Marcus Buckingham often writes in his books about playing to your strengths. Don't spend wasted time trying to improve your weaknesses. If you're not a good singer, don't, you know, just give up and move on to something else and try and figure out, you know, what is it? What is your gift? What are you naturally strong at? And focus on those gifts. Uh, 
And what do you think it was that enabled you to see like 1-800-GOT-JUNK and see it before anyone else did, right? Like you, you did it before someone else said, I'm going to create a, you know, empire based around junk removal. How did you see it before, you know? Yeah, for years I had this junk removal business and I ran it with great care towards customer experience. I think what I saw before anyone else is why is everybody just doing this with a beat up old pickup truck? no uniforms, they're not clean cut, they're not professional. I saw the opportunity of revolutionizing a very fragmented mom and pop space. And I used to draw parallels with Starbucks. It used to be that Starbucks was mom and pop little coffee shops on every corner. They were all different. A lot of them were dirty. A lot of them didn't care about the customer. But you get a brand like Starbucks. I love coffee and I do love Starbucks. But they come in with a great brand, consistency, uh, a way of doing things with smiley, friendly people, why not do the same thing to other spaces? And that's what we're doing with all of our O2E brands, taking ordinary businesses, mm -hmm. i.e. junk removal, window washing, painting, moving, and make them exceptional through customer experience. You know, I often think entrepreneurs come and they say, you know, I need an idea. There's got to be this lightning in the bottle, Instagram type mm -hmm. moment. I don't think it works that way. Find something that's already being done and do it better. Window washing, yet better. Home painting, hey, we paint it in a day. You know, yeah. there's something better about that. There's no compromise in quality. Yeah. We're bringing in people that, you know, that, that we're not looking for people who start a, a wow a day painting franchise to become painters. We're looking for people that want to be entrepreneurs, business builders, grow and build an empire of their own. You know, they've got to understand how to use a painting brush and they're going to do that. But, you know, three months into the business, boom, you're leading and growing a team of people and building something special. And is there new, um, is it public getting new O2E babies being birthed anytime soon or joining the family? No O2E uh, pregnancies out there right now. Okay. Uh, okay. You know, it's one of those things where we, we will absolutely have more brands. I yeah. think uh, four brands, we're busy right now. We've got our yeah. hands full. There's things we're trying to figure out. But certainly brand five, six. Couldn't even tell you what they are because I've got a list of ideas that we've looked at for years, but there's nothing, you know, that we're really focused on right now other than making sure that all four of our brands are, are healthy, performing well, and mm. that we're taking full advantage of their potential. Mm. I like your analogy of the Starbucks to 1-800-GOT-JUNK because I knew when I called, you know, you were going to get a brand that was going to show up, they were accountable, they were professional, they were uniformed. Uh, you know, and even now, you, you're, you stay open till midnight, right? It's like this amazing uh, kind of, it's almost like a comfort you bring. And same thing with Starbucks. Like, I, am, I have comfort knowing that I'm going to go into any Starbucks and it's going to be the same, right? They're going to have similarities and there's accountability there. It's pretty cool what you've been able to yeah. do. Yeah, you know, I, I think we're in a world where we want predictability. There's so much mm -hmm. uncertainty in this world right now and probably always will be, unfortunately. But that's life and, you know, Sometimes something as simple as just a coffee, you go, ah, I'm in the city traveling. I could go across the street to that real independent looking cool coffee yeah. shop or on the other side of Starbucks and I know it and I know what I'm getting and I know how to order a grande Americano with room. And, you know, it's just there's something predictable about that one part of your day. You yeah. know what you're getting consistently every time. And I think that it's the same with our brand. People want to know they can trust us, and that's the number one word people look for as a customer using our brand, and it, it drives us forward. 
And what's the number one thing that like CMOs that you know and work with and, and maybe agencies that you've worked with, what's one thing that they could learn from you from a CEO, a founder? What's the thing that you, you know, the advice that you'd give them? Uh, advice. I mean, it, you know, the, the number one thing to me in this world in building a business is find the right people and treat them right. People often say, you know, customer is king or queen. You know, the most important person is the customer. I, I disagree. The most important person is or are the people on your team. Mm. Take care of them. They will take care of the customer. Then mm. they, when they take care of the customer, that will take care of the brand, profit, growth, all the things that come from building a business. Yeah. But it yeah. starts with the right people. I think the, the old CEO handbook is broken. Mm. You know, people used to tell people what to do. They'd work them crazy hours. They wouldn't give them a lot of leeway or let them innovate. Doesn't work anymore. You've got to be there to serve your people, take care of your employees. Again, they'll take care of everything else that matters. Oh, that's awesome. Well, Brian, I really appreciate you being on the show. Uh, this is Brian Scudamore, O2E Brands. Uh, you got to check them out online. If you need junk removed, your place painted in a day, you need your gutters or windows <laughs> cleaned. Uh, you know, you, yeah. you, there's the companies that are set up for you, right? Right there. Awesome. Uh, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. We're, uh, we're having fun and you know, we feel like we're changing the world by providing not just great services to, to customers, but creating opportunities for business ownership with people that might not have that idea or they don't know where to start running their own business and they come to us to take advantage of our platform. So it's, uh, yeah, feel very fortunate having a ton of fun. Really cool, really cool, and I and yeah, I'm not just a interviewer. I, I I've been a user and patron, you know, a user of your services, so I can attest that they were they were great. So, um, Brian, this has been really fascinating to just hear your perspective of being a founder and managing this, and even in the you know the years you've been doing this, and you continue to be a leader. I think in what Earn Media and PR stands for as you practice what you preach. So, thank you for also being courageous in putting out the WTF book. If you haven't picked it up yet. It's on Amazon. You can pick it up. It's, it's amazing, inspiring, uh, fascinating. And again, I find the best learning is from people that are willing to share their failures. So make sure you check that book out. So thanks very much, Brian. Awesome. A lot of fun. So thanks again for having me. And nice to be on a podcast with uh, a local guy. <laughs> awesome. We'll see you guys next time on The Marketing Jam. Thanks for listening to Marketing Jam. If you enjoyed the show, head over to our YouTube or Facebook and give us a thumbs up and visit iTunes to leave a rating and review. Thanks again and see you next time. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.